Last Choice on the Left Live, part of the Last Choice Network. I am Chris, and I am joined tonight by James and Jordan. Lauren is not with us tonight in body, just in spirit. Come right. That's like kind of a we're kind of a creepy Halloween way to say when we're talking uh, about films, man. Who is not a fan <laughs> of horror films to watch it and Halloween 2018 back to back. James, what uh, were your thoughts of that experience? I liked the first one better than I liked the second. I felt like the newest one that just came out was boring. <laughs> if that meant, like. I don't know. It just, I mean, obviously we can talk about spoilers here. Jordan, you, you just watched it, right? So mm-hmm. um, I didn't like the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't leave the hospital. I, I thought that was stupid. I mean, the whole movie is kind of like centered around her. I, I thought that um, the buildup from the first one was really good from 2018. Now, that was the first time I'd seen that. So I didn't have this, you know, three year long wait. So watching them back to back. It just was a lot more happened in the first one. In the second one, it happens literally what? The, the whole second movie is almost in real time, I would say, right? It's about two hours long, hour and 45 minutes long. And that's about how, you know, they show a little bit in the bar. They show a little bit, kind of back it up in a few scenes. They show some some past scenes. But uh, yeah, it was cool. I mean, I definitely slept with my doors locked and closets shut and uh had a had a nightmare or two but i mean it wasn't necessarily i wouldn't say it was scary like i wasn't sitting there on the couch you know panicked like i thought i would but yeah I mean, it was still fun and what did you think jordan you know it's really funny i thought i was gonna get on here and be like alone um because not only did i watch the movie but then i watched like other people's reviews afterwards to see like is anyone feeling the same way that i am and the only one who has so far is james (laughs) i felt like so much was happening and there was so much fan service in this new one and i just didn't care like halfway through i just like my eyes just stopped focusing on the movie and i just got bored and it it sucks because you know like uh who was like how richard's like the child actor came Mm -hmm. back we had like a lot of people come back that was great but i feel like like there was so much going on and like not enough not i don't know if that makes any sense it does. Like, not enough that i cared about i don't really like the whole like mob mentality and then like him just being able to like overtake everyone and then honestly i felt like we realized like 80s 90s that like supernatural serial killer movies are not the way to go it's cheesy and it's like not the vibe i thought that we had gotten to that place and it just seems like we haven't <laughs> and i'm a little disappointed <laughs> but that might be an unpopular opinion <laughs> i don't think it is so i think this movie has really split as the fandom especially halloween fans um a lot of people myself included enjoyed the 2018 film more and i think i think part of that is because it really develops the relationship between Lori uh, and Karen and Allison. Um, it explores the relationship between Allison and her boyfriend and her friends. So there was a lot more plot development there. Whereas with Halloween Kills, it was literally, let's see how Michael Myers can fuck Haddonfield up and let him run amok. Um, I think the scenes with Michael were the most enjoyable parts of Halloween Kills. I think the mob 
scene, especially at the hospital, I understand what they were going for. Um, because when people are scared, they seem to lose their stuff and not think. But I also think that's 20 minutes of film time that could have been better spent reintroducing us to the returning characters or uh, building up more of the relationship between Lori and her family, especially because she's stuck in the hospital. And I understand your complaint, James, because you're like, you have Jamie Lee Curtis, you have this amazing actress who was the Sarah Connor in 2018, and now she's hauled up in a hospital. But on the other hand, she did take a knife to the stomach and almost die. So I also get why they had to leave her there. Yeah, I totally understand why why she's in the hospital. But I guess I was disappointed that, this, that like I said, this takes place literally in what? An hour and 45 minutes of basic real time. I think that the mob, Jordan, you brought up a great point. The mob mentality at the at the hospital, I thought was borderline stupid. You know, you've got enough people in there that have come across Michael, that have seen Michael. He's been in this penitentiary. You're going to tell me there hasn't been a picture on the television for the last year? Now, I know the whole thing is not seeing his face. But you got this guy, this other from the insane hospital, with this long hair, and he's hunched over, walking around the hospital like he's the fucking penguin from Batman. (laughs) Like, zero resemblance to anything that's Michael Myers. Zero. But hundreds (laughs) of people are just like, kill evil, let evil die, or whatever the hell they were chanting. And it's evil she, dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Like it's straight out of the Hunchback of Notre Dame or something, or Beauty <laughs> and the Beast. Like they're trying to track this thing. I'm surprised they have pitchforks. Then you go like they're, they're chasing this person. Then she's like, "Oh, I have a great idea. Let me lock you in this hallway, and to prove that you're not Michael Myers because I trust you, I'm though going to go outside of the doors. If you're really trying to save that person." Like, if, if you're the one running, Chris, and, and you're, you know, they think you're one person, I'm like, and I, they, everyone in the whole town knows that I'm, like, one of the main people that this person would be after. She should have just stayed in the hallway with him. Then people are like, oh, shit, what are you doing there? And she's, then she can be like, not him. No. She was like, well, bitch, I locked you in here. Good luck. I'm going to stay on the outside. And then he, like, jumps out the window and they're just like, oh, Sorry. And then don't even get me started on how the daughter just is like, I'm going, I'm going with my boyfriend who literally just cheated on me an hour ago, by the way, with some other bitch at the dance. Now I'm going to go with him and his dad. And I think it's a great idea for the three of us to go with a couple handguns and a shotgun to go fight this Michael Myers person. And not to mention that each person that went to go fight Michael Myers did so one on one every time. But they didn't. There were multiple times where there were like, well, okay, there was what, twice where there was like a good amount of people surrounding But they all attack him one at a time. Yeah, no, that's stupid. It's just, that's why I hate the supernatural aspect. And the fact that, like, we're, we're talking spoilers right now, right? So Yeah, yeah, of course. The fact that at the end, these random townspeople, like, somewhat take him down. When you're telling me in the beginning, firefighters who work out for a fucking living, have, like, chainsaws with them. Like, <laughs> and he took all of them off. down. They couldn't probably have combat them. training. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't t- he, they couldn't take him down, even a little bit. But these random people with their little crowbar and their bat, yeah, that makes so much sense. No, my, my favorite was the woman who showed up with her iron. She was, <laughs> she was <laughs> yeah, holding an iron. 
she was gonna like iron his jumpsuit before she hit him <laughs> yeah. upside the head with it. Um, yeah. Well, and even the there were two people that I know of that had guns at that final scene. And one of them was so slow, Michael actually slashed his arm pretty good before they beat the shit out of him. Um, and then Lee Brackett, who was one of the returning characters from the original movie, he was the sheriff in the original movie, he gets up right next to him to go to shoot him, and that's when Michael decides to pop up and slit his throat. And it's like, you have a gun. You don't have to be on top of him to shoot him. Now, my problem has always been... And again, I'm a huge Halloween fan. I have been for 37 years. Um, I think I was six the first time I saw the first movie. And I've always said, you know, people said, what would you do to kill Michael Myers? And I'm like, cut his fucking head off. Cut his head off. Put it in a blender. (laughs) Put it in a blender so he can't come back. Take, Take that out and encase that in concrete and then drop that concrete block in the deepest part of the ocean. That is the only way to kill Michael Myers. And you have plenty of times where he was down. You have when Karen finally went mama bear, which was one of my favorite parts of the movie, when she grabbed that pitchfork, stabbed him in the back with it, and kicked him, you know, stomp kicked him in the head. But again, you have a knife. Cut his head off. What are you waiting for? Um, And again, at the end of the movie with the mob, and Tommy's telling her, you know, we'll take care of it, and she gets one more stab in, Treat him like he's a zombie. Kill the brain. Yeah, but they just stab him and she walks away. Yeah, I mean, they need some reason, right, to make him come back. And that ending scene was crazy. I do have to say the gore in the movie was done really well. I, I personally really love that aspect of the movie. But, yeah. And then I, I really hated Lori's speech of him becoming something more than human like that. It just... The more he kills, the more he transcends. Yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> N- next movie, he's going to be in space. <laughs> just like it's what like they Call did to, uh, yeah. to Jason, dude. I don't know, dude. Just, oh. Uh... He'll meet Jason and the Leprechaun. They'll all be up in space. Now, Chris, you said you said this was meant to be a trilogy, right? So it is a three-part. Yes. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it seems very obvious that it's a, clearly a setup that... Lori and Hawkins are going to be the ones to end this. Whether one of them sacrificed themselves or they both sacrificed themselves and the granddaughter ends it. But, like, obviously this whole thing was set up because they're not fit to fight. And from what I understand, I did read a little bit. Um, I think the third one takes place is going to take place, like, 2020. Like, it'll be real time when it releases, right? So it's going to be, like, four or five years later because technically this even a halloween halloween 2018 and then halloween kills came out this year it was still technically 2018 because it takes place like literally that same night right and the original plan was for all three movies to take place on the same night which again <laughs> sorry like, <laughs> but see how the first one the 2018 had the like you know the two or three day build up or whatever or maybe it's all one day but te- you know they they I mean, I guess technically it was all Halloween day, right? So they started well, in the no, morning, it, they it went was to a, the asylum, and then in the it afternoon. Was a, it was a two-day buildup because they have the beginning where the podcasters uh, go to interview Michael, and that's on the 29th. Okay. Um, they, uh, or that may have even been the 28th, because then they meet with Lori, 
and they make the comment about him being transferred tomorrow, which we know happened on the 30th because he escaped the night before Halloween. And then the rest of the movie takes place on Halloween. So it is at least a two or three day buildup getting to the events of Halloween night. And then you have Halloween kills, which again, is hard to figure out the continuity because when you watch 2018, you can see Karen's uh, cell phone when they're at Lori's house and she's arguing with the cops about finding her daughter and they say it's 1115 at night. Um, yet when you get to Halloween kills, there's still people out trick or treating and, it's been a long time since I went trick-or-treating, but most people were done trick-or-treating by 11.15 at night. But yeah, you still have, again, and I, I agree, James, I think Halloween Kills is more real-time. So you still have about this two hours that night, um, but they pushed it forward a little bit. So, uh, but there was no build-up. It was still, you know, it was still that one night. And I think the way we watched it, I think it's the best way to watch it. I think it is... It does play better when you watch it back to back with 2018 versus just watching it on its own. Yeah. Trying to remember the events of 2018. Yeah, that may have been my problem because I just watched the newest one. And honestly, with her trap and stuff, and I was like, would it even be realistic for him to get out of that? Like, I was trying to remember how, what everything happened in the last movie because I did, I I did like the 2018. Um, mm -hmm which I know like a lot of my friends didn't really care for it, but I liked it. And then this time I was like, wow, I unfortunately didn't. Really yeah. Disappoint. I mean, I saw how he, they showed that he survived because he hid in the gun locker. Basically. I mean, that's yeah. what it seemed like. Um, well, you would still think he wouldn't, he may not have burnt to death, but that should have gotten pretty warm in there. He's so, transcended, remember? <laughs> that's right. I forgot. And, and it's funny because I am I'm talking shit about the movie. And again, I still love it because, I mean, even the worst Halloween movie, which to me is still Halloween Resurrection, I still love just because it's Halloween. Um, but I do have a lot of problems with with this movie. My biggest problem, the problem I still cannot let go I still cannot uh, suspend my disbelief is the very ending of the movie. I don't have an issue with Karen being killed because I think, again, because this is the middle part of a trilogy, you do have to have some sort of um, negative emotional impact in that. And I think they either needed to kill Lori, Karen, or Allison. And it makes sense to kill Karen because you're not going to kill Jamie Lee Curtis in the middle of a trilogy. Yeah. And I think Allison is being set up to be the new Jamie Lee Curtis character. So it makes sense for Karen to die. My issue was, uh, and my issue wasn't even Kyle just fucked up the mob that she just left and manages to get back into the house without anybody knowing, because I have accepted the fact that, you know, Michael Myers can do whatever he wants on Halloween. Um, we know he's gone through the back door before, so I can easily see he went the long way around, came through the back door to get into the house. The problem I have is this is an active crime scene. You still have four bodies in this house. You have cops and paramedics out front taking statements, treating Allison. How is Karen able to sneak into this house that has nobody inside the house on her own? to be butchered in the upstairs bedroom. 
that's the issue I have with the ending. I just I and can't um, suspend my disbelief for that. And the fact that these people are so interconnected to what's going on. You're telling me you don't like lock your back door. <laughs> Exactly. I know. I know. We're saying we're trying to suspend disbelief for him to get upstairs, right? But like, no. I mean, the thing that's, that, that that's <laughs> it's just part of my problem with movies that are such a big franchise, and people will continue to watch them because they're cult classics. And my problem is, I think writers get lazy, and they just, you know, go for the factor of you know, this is Michael; he can do whatever he wants. And I hate. I don't like that. Living off the nostalgia. Like people can. Yeah, exactly. Something can be terrifying and things can still happen and it can still make sense and you'd be like, wow, that's an amazing movie. It doesn't have to be like, I don't know. It doesn't have to be this unrealistic. Like you didn't have to build all of this up and have him like practically be killed and then you say he's supernatural and he just ends up back in the house and you just didn't lock your doors. Like it just, you could have found a different way to, to move along the plot and to still kill Karen. You could have killed her on the street. She didn't have to be in the house. Exactly. Like, why did you have to do that? I don't know. Well, and my thought too is he just got done killing, what was it, probably at least 10, 15 people in that mob beating The 15 him. people that were able to beat him down five minutes prior now all of a sudden decided to fight him one-on-one -on -one like they were in a fucking line waiting their turn to die. <laughs> like, I don't understand, uh, again... With this one-on-one, -on -one, everyone's like, yeah, but the whole car of people, like when the girl that was the nurse, like, fought them, they all still fought them one, one, on one at a time. Like, they were like, oh, you died? Okay, it's my turn. Well, and Tag me in, coach. <laughs> <laughs> I also, he just killed that mob of people. You're telling me he wouldn't have gone through the front door and killed everybody right there? Like, why, right. does, he why, feel, why, why does he feel the need now? To sneak back into the house. Well, it's because Karen was in her in this in the sister's bedroom, right? No, well, no. He wait. He waited for her to go in the house to kill her. Yeah, because he was upstairs. Remember, she saw like a quick glimpse of him, and that's yeah. the reason that she went up there past. Oh, I thought she saw bodies. a quick glance of. Uh, well, she sister, saw him as sister. No, she, she saw little Mikey who killed his sister at six years old. She saw him in his little clown costume like he was in the night he killed oh, Judith. Gotcha. Um, and again, I don't have a problem with her hallucinating that because... No, no, I mean, I like that part. I, so I do. I, I just, I don't understand, again, why the cops let this woman into an active crime scene that still has four bodies in it for her to get butchered. Um That's, you know, after all is said and done with all of the problems of the movie, that's the one I... Just can't let go of. Um, now, I do have something nice to say about the movie. I don't want to feel like <laughs> we're just shitting all over it. Because um, I'm curious what Jordan thought. Because I, I know, Chris, we were sitting next to each other watching this. So you heard me laugh all the time. I really like, Jordan, how every time Michael kills a group of people, he does something really nice with their bodies. Like on the merry-go-round thing. Or the two guys in the house, he like laid, laid them together exactly how they were in the photo. Like He always makes these... Nice uh, layouts for his victims. You know, I so at first I didn't understand because in the beginning when he kills the elderly couple or not, they weren't elderly. They were just like a little bit older. Yeah. Um. One rude. They seemed like nice, loving people. I love them. I was so sad to see them die. <laughs> and then for her to like watch her husband like get stabbed multiple times is kind of sad. 
But it was kind of nice to see those because sometimes I think that, especially in like the older movies, right? We might not see someone's death because I don't think they want to show that on camera. But you would see them put into some like weird pose or like it was very decorative or they were stuck up on a lamppost or something. And you're like, what the heck? And to be able to actually see him just like stabbing her husband multiple times with like all the knives and stuff. Like, <laughs> it, no, it was interesting. Felt. I do like I do like when she's like there's someone in the bathroom or whatever so he goes in and looks and and she says something about what did she say Chris she says well, so the best part what so do we do he, he goes out. I don't care just start running no he that was I think my favorite line in the movie is he turns on the light Michael breaks the bathroom light he slams the door and locks it and he's Sandra there's a big fella in our bathroom and he's wearing a monster mask. And she's like, well, what does he want? <laughs> I don't give a shit. Call the cops. Those two, those two, um, the Sandra was the, the cemetery okay. worker, right? Right. Yeah. So Jordan, I know you didn't watch 2018 before this, but she was the cemetery worker in 2018. Ah, okay. Bitching about, you know, like, Oh, you know where my, I think it's her cousin or somewhere where she's at, like, they got Bernie Mac and stuff like that, and she's like, and we got Judith Myers. And she even looks over and sees Michael standing there watching the podcasters um, sitting in front of his sister's grave. Yeah. So, the fact, I like the, I like the fact that they brought her back. Um, I was sad to see her die. Um, although I do have to say, and again, you know, people are jumping on, these people are so stupid in this movie, and I'm like, I don't know if Michael Myers is standing there. I'd probably be pissing my pants and not being have all of my mental faculties running either. Um, yeah, but the problem I have with that is not everyone is like that, right? Like I know for me in stressful situations, I do not function. I freeze up. I do really right, bad, right. But then there are people who are the exact opposite, who take action, who think smarter, who are faster, like. Their adrenaline gets pumping and they are better for that and not worse for that. And I don't like watching a movie where like every single person is like me because that's just not the case. And, and I you know think I mean? the best, I think the best person who uh, exemplifies that is I like when Lindsay confronted him. So again, you have the three idiots in the car who, you know, and, and it killed me to watch Marion die again because I, she was, my favorite, one of my favorite characters, she was in the original movie. She was in the original Halloween 2, which came out in 1981. They brought her back for Halloween H2O, and Michael killed her in H2O. So I was kind of rooting for that she was going to be able to survive this one, and she didn't. Um, but again, she's panicking. Every time something you know moves, she shoots at it. So by the time Michael's in front of the car, and she's like, this is for Dr. Loomis, and she pulls the trigger, and nothing happens. So he goes into the car and does stabby stabby on her. Then you have the idiot doctor guy who's trying to strangle him with a plastic stethoscope. And Michael just turns around and rams that knife in his eyeball, which probably is not the most pleasant way to die. And then his wife shows up, you know, who's like, took the gun away from him because she's like, I'm such a great marksman. She's shooting at him like she's a fucking stormtrooper. In Star Wars. Right? Like, kid hit the <laughs> side of a barn. Oh, my God. For I, real, though. I love, too. I mean, 
it was the John Wick moment of the movie. He kicks the door open, it hits her, it turns the gun around, and she shoots herself in the head. Yeah, that and then, really and then he's just looking down on her like, okay. And then the next thing you know, he turns around and there's Lindsay with a bag of bricks talking about someone who, well, A, I would have just run off because, you know, sorry guys, love you, but I ain't getting up in that shit. But she took what was sitting there. You know, the kids leave the bag of candy. She drops that out, puts the bricks up, and she got some good licks on him before he was able to... to subdue her so you have the people who are able to think but then you have people that just sit there and do stupid shit and die it's like they're the horny teenagers from friday the 13th who are only there to be cannon fodder it was a lot of the cast in halloween kills was there specifically to die yeah yeah but again i just don't like the fact that like they're simply there to die so that means we need to kill them and the dumbest ways possible. Exactly. Like I get trying to run away or like, you know, but like her grabbing the bricks and, and staying, you staying is just a dumb idea. It, it wouldn't have matter if she was trying to run away and somehow he found her and killed her. She still did her purpose or whatever. Maybe she grabbed like, you know, cement block from her and tried to bite him like during mm -hmm. it. But you're saying you stayed there and tried to do that, but it just, yeah, they I don't waited, know. She like, waited her turn. She waited her turn. <laughs> That's what I'm talking yes. about. That was so plus like, the three are over there fighting for their lives. That's when you should have came over there with the bag of bricks. No, that's when you should have went running, followed the kids across the bridge, and again, just said, peace out, guys. Love you, bud. Hey, guys, I'm going to go look Either and see. Way. I'm going to go yeah. look and check on these kids, which is on the other side of the park. Uh, stay in the car, but I'm also taking the keys with me. And I'm leaving my window rolled down. Yeah, not like which, that matter, which I don't get either because I think she took the keys, but then Marion was able to roll the window up, so she had to have left the keys there. So the moment you saw Michael behind you, you didn't jump in the driver's seat and start driving away with him on the car. Like it wasn't her turn yet, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, am I poking holes now? Listen, okay, Chris, I have an honest question, and maybe Jordan knows the answer to this too. You explained to me when they started showing all those flashback scenes, because I thought that the Hawkins guy died in the first movie. First of all, I just want to get this out of the way. So at the end of the first movie, the doctor that's now working with Michael stabs him in the neck because he's trying to save Michael so he can make Michael and Lori have to fight each other. That's how the first one starts in. So you think that this Hawkins guy, this sheriff or whatever, is dead. So... Then the second movie starts, and the boyfriend or whatever, right, is the one that cheated on the, the granddaughter, now finds this cop who's literally gushing blood out of his neck for, I don't know, well, three years, but, you know, probably 20 <laughs> minutes as far as the movie goes. It's just gushing, gushing blood, because the whole scene where Michael killed the friend and the drunk friend in the backyard after he tried to take his shot with the, the granddaughter and, and missed, you know, you can't just listen. We've talked about this before. This kid is a classic case of like, Oh, this girl that I'm friends with just recently got out of a relationship 30 minutes ago. Maybe this is the time I should go after her and try to make my move and try to make out with her. No, what the fuck is wrong with guys? Honestly, like get your shit together so now well, he's drunk. He, is, he gets killed. He is in high school. That's I mean. fair enough. But the, okay, so this <laughs> this sheriff is bleeding out of his neck, right? And it immediately shows this flashback scene 
where he shoots his partner in the side of the neck. And his partner, bleeding half as much, dies in 30 seconds. But Hawkins gets, gets saved. So, but you told me that Hawkins, even with all these flashback scenes to the original movie, that Hawkins actually does not exist in the original movie. Correct. Okay. But it's clear that they made Hawkins a very focal point with Laurie. So my question to you is, why do you think the, the direction of this movie and the style of this movie went by adding a second, what I would call a main character tied to Michael the way that Laurie is tied to Michael? Did they feel the need to do this? I think I stumped him, him, Jordan. You did stump me. Part of it is, I think they needed to build a connection to the original movie and what happened to Michael after he disappears. So if you remember in Halloween 1978, Loomis shoots him six times. He falls off the balcony of the Doyle house. He lands in the backyard. We as the audience see him laying there. Lori looks up at him and goes, it was the boogeyman, wasn't it? And Loomis is like, as a matter of fact, it was. He walks to the balcony, looks over, and he's gone. And the movie ends. It, it does a montage of all of the places we've been in the movie. You hear Michael breathing through the mask, but you don't know where Michael is. And you also have to remember that Halloween was originally written as a standalone movie. John Carpenter never had the idea to have this huge franchise that was going to last 40-something years. The ending was supposed to be the boogeyman is out there and he can be anywhere at any time. So I think in creating Hawkins, and they talk about him in 2018 when Sartain says that Hawkins was the first responding officer when Michael was arrested. So they needed to flesh that out and show you him being arrested. I think, too build just emotional connection between the audience for Hawkins, which I don't think you needed to do because Hawkins was already a very popular character in the 2018 film. Um, Now I will say the flashback scenes to 1978 were some of the best parts of the movie, the way they captured it, the, the lighting, the mood, the atmosphere, they even like, it even looks like it was something that was filmed in the seventies. Yeah. They did a great job with that. Um, I agree. Even his partner was being stupid because you're in the Myers house. You know, he's upstairs because you heard wrestling going on up there. You know, as a kid, he liked to stand in front of that window and stare out. You look down and see the footprints in the dust and you still let your guard down. So the stupidity factor just ran rampant throughout the whole movie. Now, what is your theory for the end of this, right? Because in my head, I think the constant connection between him and Lori, I think that means she has to die for him to die. That's my personal opinion. I think that he's not going to die until she dies. So I think in the last movie, we're going to see her no longer alive. Um, But I'm not really sure if they will actually kill Jamie Lee Curtis. So... It's like a hard decision to make, but I think that they've made that connection so much. And if this is only going to be a trilogy, I I think that's what they're going to do. What do you guys think? I agree. Um, As much as I love Laurie Strode and I love Jamie Lee Curtis, I think 
in terms of for fans, I think the best thing would be for her and Michael to go out together. Um, I could also see where, in all honesty, I can also see where it's going to be where Lori sacrifices herself and Allison finishes the job. Um, but I do think that her character is probably going to die in Halloween ends. What I'm not hoping for and what does kind of scare me is David Gordon Green, the director, has said, and the writer, has said that um, in the movie it will touch upon um, the pandemic because it is taking place real time. So that will be, I don't think it's going to be a focal point, but I do. I wouldn't be surprised if there is some type of curfew or lockdown in the movie because of the pandemic. Wait, um, do you think Michael Myers wears a mask on his mask? Michael Myers COVID. I need the t-shirt that says, you know, masked and social dis- socially distant since 1978. Um, I would pay to see this movie three times in one If he has a mask. Weekend. F- no, if he dies of COVID. Well, I was going to say, I will be really pissed if she dies of COVID. That's when I'll just be like, fuck you. <laughs> and I'm not making, listen, I, I have I have friends that have, that have died of, of COVID and, and stuff. So I'm not making light of the situation. It's just, uh, it's like, you make me laugh and Jordan probably the same. I, I, I'm assuming you kind of feel the same way. It's like they're clearly going out of their way to add in the, in the pandemic and the fact that you're, they already said it's going to be in real time. So if it's in real time, how much of the pandemic is still, you know, going on? This movie clearly isn't taking place in Florida or Texas. If they're going to be wearing a mask. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Haddonfield is in Illinois and yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're a little bit more, uh, on top of things that way. Um, that's why I'm saying I hope it's not anything major and it's more um, lockdown-ish. But again, it depends on where we're at in 2022 when this movie comes out. Yeah. Um, my other question is, and Jordan, you mentioned this right off the, the beginning, that these 80s slasher, film, 80s slasher films with the supernatural and all this, and it's a little bit different. I think that's why I like Scream is because it's it's pretty grounded right there's nothing really supernatural about it when it gets to the end they have the appearance of it being supernatural but it usually isn't but my question to you is obviously with the popularity of halloween and the franchise and yes this is a trilogy and maybe laurie dies and maybe this michael dies there's no way they're killing there's no way they're killing the franchise so how do they what are they doing to make it keep going I gotta be honest. I don't want to see it keep going. I didn't say I know, you wanted know, to, but we both know it is going to. I can't think of a logical way that they keep this going unless he has some sort of devil spawn that takes over. <laughs> which honestly, I wouldn't mind. But do we know if Michael's going to uh, consummate with someone without killing them? I don't think so. <laughs> So I don't really know how they're going to do it. And I just don't want to see <laughs> Bam, it. Chicka, wow, if they wow. could do it again in a logical way, I wouldn't mind that. But we already know that these movies don't do that. And that's what bothers me so much. Like a, a movie could not end the way I wanted it to or have like cheesy scenes or something. But if it makes sense the whole way through, I will absolutely love the movie. Because I, I like the the time and effort that the writers and the directors put into making it make sense. And unfortunately, these movies just don't do that anymore. They just don't care to put 
put in small details that matter, I think. I think what they're going to do is once this trilogy is over, I think they're probably going to wait two to three years to do anything. I don't know if it's going to come back as a film or if it's going to be something like a Netflix show or an HBO Max show, Peacock show. I think the character Michael Myers will live on. I think it's going to be a completely different incarnation of the character. I think we're going to get a Michael Myers that has nothing to do with the original movie, has nothing to do with Laurie Strode, has nothing to do... Hell may have nothing to do with even Haddonfield, may move him out completely. I think the character will live on. I think the franchise will live on. I think it will be a brand new version of everything. I mean, I think well, I, I believe... think that they're I'm setting up the evil. granddaughter, though. Yeah. But I don't think Michael Myers is, all, I mean, in this right now in these two movies, Michael Myers is 61. If this movie takes place four years later, he's going to be 65. Yeah, but do you think now, the granddaughter could become the new Michael Myers? And hear me out. It's because once the grandmother dies, she, 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 that's it. She's by herself. I don't. Actually, I, the same female killer from all the trauma actually might be interesting. Well, but I think they've already let that boat sail because if you watch Halloween 4, that was set up for his niece to become the new killer of the franchise. And the producers at the time shot that down with Halloween 5. Halloween 4 ends with his niece touching his hand for a moment. He gets shot down into a mine shaft. She goes home. She's wearing a clown costume like he was when he killed his sister. She grabs, she grabs a pair of scissors, when, goes in and stabs her foster mom. And the movie ends with her kind of covered in blood and Dr. Loomis losing his shit trying to shoot her and the sheriff not letting him. So it was set up perfectly to have this now, I think, eight-year-old girl become the killer. And I kind of wish they took it in that direction, but the producers at the time said no and they brought back Michael Myers. I don't think Allison will be uh, the killer going forward. I actually would prefer to see something like you know, if I'm writing Halloween movie and you can't do it with the current continuity because it's already, again, kind of weird that in the original Scream, they're watching Halloween. In Halloween H2O, they're watching Scream 2, which kind of breaks the laws of physics somehow. But mm-hmm. I would love to I would love to see a crossover where you get these final girls, where you get someone like Allison and you get Sidney Prescott and you get... Um, what's her name from... A Nightmare on Elm Street that I'm blanking on her name. And you have them all, like, you know, you have Allison show up in a screen movie. Um, you know, something like that. I don't... I see this whole... I, I see sorry. these characters ending at the end of Halloween ends. I don't see it going beyond that. I mean, I, I can already tell you the next well, franchise is going to be a Netflix TV show. And it's going to be centered <laughs> around... It's going to be centered around... Wait, how old was Michael when he killed his sister? Six? So the whole show is going to be from the time that Michael was born with their parents and how he was raised. Because remember, they slightly touched on the fact that in the flashback scene, when Hawkins is talking to the other cop, he's like, yeah, our mom used to force uh, our moms like in the neighborhood used to force us when we were little kids to go over to the house because he was so isolated, like when he was like four and five years old. So we had playdates with him all the time. Like it's going to be like a five season, 10 episode each year binge watch 
of like from the time Michael was born and how who his parents were and how he was raised and how the origins of how he became this way at six years old. Well, I actually that actually sounds interesting. I'm not gonna lie. Well, you're welcome, Netflix. I just gave you a fan that hates your franchise. Well, (laughs) I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I do enjoy the movies. I just feel like it's gone too far. Well, and James, I think what's going to happen, what I've heard people throw out their suggestions, I don't think they're going to do that with his childhood because Rob Zombie did that with his remake of Halloween and, again, fans hated it. Part of the mystique about Michael Myers is, and one thing that they have pretty much stuck with with these two new movies is you don't want to know why Michael Myers is the way Michael Myers is. And even with hearing him that he hangs out in his sister's room, staring out the window, it doesn't lead you as to why did he lose his shit at six years old and butcher his sister, then go after these random people 15 years later. And then 40 years later, he's still killing people. What I have heard suggested, which I think would be great is uh, a series focused on his first psychiatrist, Dr. Loomis and him treating Michael in the institution, even maybe even starting before he treats. Isn't that called silence of the lambs? Isn't there a movie that already does that or a Joker origin story? I'm sure there is. (laughs) But again, if you want to know where Halloween is going, I think people would like to see Michael's time in the sanitarium and Loomis's uh, time with them. But again, I think if if it's going to continue, I think it's going to be more, you have this character, Michael Myers, and they're just going to unleash him somewhere and not have any ties to anything that's come before it. I think is the only way the franchise goes on. Mm. And Jordan, I agree with you. I think turning him into something supernatural. Michael Myers has always been, when you watch the original movie and you watch Halloween 2 from 1981... He's human, but there's still something a little bit, a, just a tiny twinge of supernaturalness to him. Um, because you have the scene in the original movie where he's standing in Lori's, or actually the neighbor's backyard, in between the sheets looking up at Lori in her bedroom. She sees him. Her gaze never breaks from him, but he still manages to disappear. So that little bit has always been in there. I do think it's bullshit that after getting stabbed in the batch with the pitchfork, head stomped, the shit beaten out of him by all these people and their irons, stabbed again right at the base of the head, that he just gets up from that and starts slashing everyone. That's getting too far into something ain't right with this boy. Um, You know, like my problem with Friday the 13th, my favorite Friday the 13th movies are one, two, three, and four, the moment they brought back zombie Jason is when I was like, okay, this is where it's starting to get stupid because now he's a zombie. So I like him better as a human being that has a little bit of mystery to him, but not going full on supernatural. And David Gordon Green claims that he isn't. So maybe it's the mask. I think the mistake the mob made at the end of the movie was letting him put the mask back on. Like I would have started beating the shit out of him before he put it on. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like he's bending over, like attacking men. I don't know. And cut um, his fucking head off. This is a bit off topic, but we do have a question in the chat. Okay. When to answer it, James. Yeah. Cloud Kronos. Uh, thanks for uh, popping in and stopping by. We appreciate it. 
Um, Chris Cloud Kronos wants to know how do all of you guys feel about the the movie The Shining? Have you ever watched it, James? Yeah, years ago. It has been a long time. Okay. I mean, I mean, it's class. I actually, you know, funny enough, I've actually stayed in the hotel. Uh, like I went, I went there. I can't. Is I can't it, remember which one's the real one. Is it the Overlook or is it the Stanley? Is the real one the Stanley? Well, okay. and that's it's in where Colorado. I stayed. Yeah, yeah, it's in Colorado. But well, that's the inspiration for the Overlook. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I stayed, I stayed in the same hallway that the room and all. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I was a little nervous, but How I know you Chris, Chris. Yeah, Chris probably has way more info than than you and I. Um, I'm going to assume we're talking about Stanley Kubrick's The Shining and not the crap remakes. Um, I love it. <laughs> I, I, uh, Cloud, if you like the remakes and that's what you want to know about, I can't help you there because I've never watched the remakes. The original with Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall is a masterpiece. Um, I love it. I understand Stephen King's dislike of the movie because it does stray so far from the source material. Um, but that, uh, I still have nightmares about moldy women raising out of my bathtub. <laughs> um, that is the most iconic scene in my head. Between that and, and the, the twins. twins. Yeah. Um, I, I still, I, you can't see it, but on my, uh, on my wall, my little hook that I hang my keys on is a piece of door that has red rum written on it so oh, that's awesome no I, I love the shining i think it's a great movie um it's probably the first jack nicholson movie i have ever i had ever seen so and obviously he's great in that role um i am i have not watched it yet but i am looking forward to watching dr sleep oh my god i was just about to say that i really want to watch Doctor. because sleep. i love the fact that uh i love the fact that it's a sequel not only to stephen king's novel but Stanley Kubrick's film. Yeah, I think it's like a cult classic. It's definitely one that you have to watch if you love horror. I think it was great for its time. I think trying to watch it now, especially if you have a short attention span, you might not love it. But I think it, like I said, it did really well for its time. And when I was first starting to get into horror, I absolutely loved it. You know, if you're uh, funny enough, and Cloud Kronos, feel free to ask anything. You don't, don't ever worry about asking us anything off topic. We'll answer anything that you have. But uh, if you're a big DC comic fan and you like the Arrowverse and all that, there's a show called uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. They actually have an episode where they drop into a lot of the horror theme of this episode has to do with The Shining. So really cool. But the only way you get so much fan service from the DC episode is that you have to have watched the original Shining. You know, the twins pop up, the bathroom scene happens, the moldy woman. Yeah, it's like it's... That's why I started laughing because you mentioned the moldy women, Chris, and all I could think about was was the scene from Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> and it just goes to show how much of a cultural phenomenon that The Shining is, that you have a yeah. show well, with 40 years later that is referencing that movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I still know like Haunted Houses that... that are centered around The Shining. I think that it was executed well. I think that it was truly horrifying. So I uh, think it's a great movie if you haven't watched it. Yes, don't uh, don't expect 
a ton of action or yeah like that it is a definitely a slow burn how long are these episodes chris are they an hour our normal episodes yeah they're normally uh, half an hour i think we've done 45 minutes yeah so. Hey, thanks for the follow, Sorry, Cloud. We appreciate so. it. And Cloud, just it's your first time jumping on here. Um, I'm going to jump in, Chris, and just give him a quick rundown. Of course. Cloud, the Last Choice Network, we have about five or six shows now. Uh, Sunday Nights is our Last Choice podcast, which is uh, hosted by myself and Jordan, uh, another guy, Ender, and Bobber, uh, Jay. And the four of us uh, kind of run Last Choice Network. And then we've got Chris, who hosts with a girl named Lauren, who's not on tonight. They do Last Choice on the Left, which is our horror podcast. Uh, that releases every Wednesday at 9 a.m. on YouTube and all the podcast platforms. Every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. is an anime podcast that uh, two other hosts we have. You uh, might like them. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> anime podcast is pretty cool. So that releases every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Uh, Wednesday nights, every other Wednesday night, we do a, a game show. It's kind of like Around the Horn. Uh, but for video games and movies and TV shows, we call it Around the Discord. Um, if you miss the live episode on Wednesday nights, that's recorded and shown every Thursday morning. And then we have our original show, which is called Parents vs. Gaming, which is kind of like tips for parents or people in relationships or video game disorders or addictions, whatever. That releases every Friday at 9 a.m. on our YouTube and podcast. So that's a quick rundown. So sorry, I just wanted to uh, give every, anyone that was listening a, a quick heads up and... Chris, I give your show back to you, sir. Thank you. Benevolent overlord. We so appreciate it. <laughs> what does that make? If I'm the benevolent overlord, what does that make Jordan? She's also in charge. Um, no, Jordan? I'm not. How, I don't keep everyone in line. I just stay here and listen to James. Jordan I'm, I'm is everyone. fabulous. So, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing horrible to say about Jordan. So uh, I think we've said all we have to say about the movie. Again, I know I talked a lot of shit about it, but I do love it. I was watching it again before we started recording and then work kind of got in the way. I probably shouldn't say that. I hope my boss isn't listening. <laughs> but, he was you know, joking. Good thing. That wasn't hey, real. We'll, we'll wasn't cut it real. out. It's not like it's a live episode or anything, Chris. Um, but even if he is, um, love you, Ryan. Um, so I didn't get through nearly. I got through actually the part where he kills the cemetery worker and her husband. Um, that was like I, the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like the first 40 minutes. Um, I The more I watch this movie, the more I love it. Again, it is not a perfect movie by all means. I think if you go into it with the expectation of it is blood and guts and gore um, galore, you'll enjoy it. I think if you enjoy Michael Myers, because they, this is the first Halloween movie I really feel like where Michael Myers is the central character and everything else around him is... Uh, side characters, even Laurie Strode, who has been, you know, the main focus for, again, 40 years. Um, I think if you enjoy Michael Myers as a character, you will enjoy this movie as long as you go in with expectations that it is by no means a perfect movie. Um, I get everybody's criticism of it because, again, the fandom itself is split. Um, 
And I think a lot of people like me love 2018. Halloween Kills is right behind it in terms of this new trilogy. And I think it's unfair to fully judge it until we get the end chapter. Because I think once we're able to see the entire story as one complete trilogy, attitudes toward it might change based on what happens with the last movie. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I have... I have a lot of I'm I'm kind of with Jordan on this. I think it's funny that maybe for the first time ever Jordan had to say like, "Wow, I agree with James." Uh <laughs> when I gave my take. But I, but it is fun. I think you just have to know what it is. Um if you're going into it if you're a huge fan of the Halloween movies, I'm sure you're going to love it because there's so Jordan mentioned this. There's so much fan service that I would not know. Um but Chris brought it up. Oh, that's from like this even though these Halloween movies don't exist anymore that mask is from this or that pumpkin is from this or this is why people in the movie would be like, oh, that's really cool that they did that. It's a lot of fan service. So I, I think it's a lot of fun. I think if you know what you're getting into, um, uh, there's a lot of it that I think was boring or stupid, but the slasher parts of it, all the stuff that involved Michael was really was really cool. It was uh, Chris, you said this numerous times. You didn't mention it tonight on the podcast, I don't think, but you said this when we were watching it. He can make anything into a weapon. And yes. they actively show that a lot in this movie. But I mean, I've always said that. You can make anything into a weapon. So. You give me a rusty spoon and I'll find a way to kill you with it. Like, you know. I can scoop your eyeballs out, homie. Exactly. <laughs> and if you follow us on TikTok on Last Choice Network, that will be the TikTok for tomorrow morning. Oh, no. <laughs> can that be on it too? Sure. <laughs> no, Chris, no, you're not supposed to encourage this behavior. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the clip. For sure. You two talking about rusty spoons and turning any Jordan's like I can turn anything into a weapon. It's the truth. The eyes the, the truth. eye makeup and everything. That was terrifying. I mean, I don't know why they ban you know plastic knives on or they don't give you a real knife and fork i'm like i can use a plastic knife and fork on an airplane like it don't gotta be real oh no and now fbi or faa or secret service or anyone listening i'm not going to hijack a plane or kill anybody I'm just <laughs> <missing> <laughs> we the, we look for ways to get a, a small stream channel to get banned on twitch every week i think yes, yes. i that you're rules about what you can and cannot bring on are stupid because you're already giving first class passengers a real knife and fork so just saying i wonder if you'd be able to host a true crime podcast live on like a like twitch yeah they do it talking about the details they do it crimes would be really yeah i've seen a couple just curious no no reason at all future future (laughs) next year next year after january you might see uh, Jordan and Chris pop in on the occasional once a month. But Chris, we just have to pay Jordan $100 an episode. Look I at her. She's like, ooh, I'm in. I'm in now. <laughs> I, would, I would be down for that. I would do that <laughs> weekly, James. I would yeah, do I'm that sure. weekly. I'm sure. We need, to, we need to get some more followers on this and YouTube and start getting some ad revenue or something. Maybe, maybe we'll make that a a future venture. Everyone gets paid $100 an episode. All right. Well, I think that wrapped up our thoughts pretty pretty neatly with the bow. Yeah. So uh, for everyone still listening, um, just so you have a little bit of idea of what we're going to be doing for the rest of the year, uh, starting uh, with our podcast dropping on November 3rd, uh, Lauren and I will be tackling the Paranormal Activity franchise. Um, 
through all the movies, including the one that comes out on Friday on Paramount Plus, which is Next of Kin. Uh, I didn't then, know uh, there was a new one coming out. Yep, new one coming out. It was supposed to get a theatrical release, but, you know, the dark time, so they're putting it straight out on streaming. Uh, but that comes out Friday, so we will start covering Paranormal Activity. Uh, the week of Christmas, we start the Scream franchise, which again works out perfectly for us because that is the 25th anniversary uh, of the original Scream debuting. And our last uh, episode on the movie franchise will tackle Scream that is coming out in January. And then we'll be doing the three TV seasons after that. We'll also have special episodes for movies taking place over Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, and then after that, we'll see. Sweet. I'll be listening. Oh, and, and one thing I didn't realize until today, uh, the original Halloween came out 43 years ago today. Oh, wow. So I am That's technically I'm technically older than the movie. So yay me. <laughs> yay. <laughs> yay, not me and Jordan. You guys are babies. Well, James isn't. James but. is a baby. Thanks. It's, that pouting eyes doesn't work. Sorry. Well, last night I got told I was a pussy, so. <laughs> well, you are, but. I asked you if you were one. I didn't tell you that you were one. It's a, It's different. It's different, James. It's it different. is different, Jimothy. So that'll do it for tonight. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, again, I am Chris. Thank you to James and Jordan for joining me tonight to share their views on this very uh, lovely movie. And we'll see you mm -hmm. next week. Have a good night. Good night.